0: But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. My name is Amanda Gates, and I'm excited to invite back on the show Tisha Morris and Rachel Lang so many of you reached out after our december show thanking me for the information so i knew that it would be really poignant to have them back on to pick up basically where we left off in december so moving forward what can we expect what does the energy entail in the coming months if you go back and listen to the show that we recorded we talked about the severity and the restriction that we would be facing and we also discussed how to get the feng shui right since we knew we were gonna be at home. We didn't know exactly what that meant and we didn't know you know, what that was gonna really encompass, but we knew it was going to center around the home and we knew it was gonna be big. Well, here we are. And the thing is, is don't expect any relief anytime soon. We've got even more energy coming in to shake shit up. And listen, this isn't to scare you, this is to bring you basically an awareness and get it on your radar so that you're aware and ready. And most importantly, this is all about evolution and evolving to the new paradigm. This is to get you to lean into what the new normal looks like. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Your life pre-quarantine no longer exists. A new normal is emerging and this is a glorious time to get clear about what you want that to be. This is a highly creative time to literally bring forth the life you've only imagined could be possible. Religion, health, tech, and finances are all getting a massive overhaul. And we said that in December, the most important thing is to bring your awareness to the things you most desire and stop focusing on the anxiety and seeming chaos of it all. Just imagine what we could create If instead of panic, we focused on love and kindness, we have the power to do that. Just some quick housekeeping. Don't forget that my clutter class is up and available for purchase. If you'd like to learn more, head on over to my website at interiorvibes.com and the link is at the top of the page. Also be on the lookout for my next podcast, Holy Bananas. I'm putting together a great podcast for those who are stuck at home and not really sure what to do. As far as cultivating your chi, I really want you to get outside. And spirit keeps telling me to keep you guys educated and sharing important knowledge and wisdom about what this time is really meant to be. So next Wednesday show, I'm going to be revisiting nature spirits. I'm excited to do it because I think that a lot of people have listened to my shows in the past about getting outside, cultivating your chi and, you know, paying attention to nature. And I think that, you know, it's kind of gone in one ear and out the other. So my <laughs> hope is that you're going to pay a little bit closer attention now that you've got some downtime and hopefully you're spending more time outside. Alrighty, today us girls are going to basically talk shop about where we were in December, what the experience has been like thus far, and what we can expect moving forward. So grab some snacks, a beverage, and let's get this party started. Are you ready? Hell yeah, let's do this. Hey, ladies, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Amanda, thanks for having us back. Always a pleasure, thank you. It is.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to have you back on the show. And, you know, um, before we were in... Here in Nashville, we were getting kind of the rumors of, you know, it would be really great if y'all have the opportunity, stay home. And we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, you know, we've still been doing things and going shopping and doing all that. And we got the official uh, lockdown, not lockdown, but stay home order last Wednesday. Hmm. And then Monday, the governor finally ordered, all right, if you are a non-essential business, you are now officially closed until April 30th. Wow. So we're just here. I feel like we're just really starting to get into this, but I know a lot of people have already been in it. I know the other areas and other states have already been in quarantine for a good two weeks or so. Schools have been closed. So, you know, back in uh, December when we did our show, we were talking about how we were going to be at home and things were going to be really focused on the home and I think a lot of people listened to that show and they were like, oh, sure, we're going to be at home. And I don't think they really realized. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't think any of us really realized that we were going to be at home in this way. But, you know, um, from what I, I mean, if I remember correctly, what we were talking about is the North Node transiting through cancer. And this um, and. And, and it's kind of on its way out. It's getting, the North Node's getting ready to change into Gemini in May. But as it's, as it's finishing its 18-month cycle in Cancer, it's really wanting to make sure that we all learn the lessons of, 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 of the highest octaves of Cancer, which is being at home, protecting your family, protecting your, your nest, and, um, and also appreciating... I've actually heard from some of my male clients, them being home and saying, I had no idea what my, what my wife does every day. So it's like, we're having respect for the mother. We're having respect for the earth. We're having respect for our spaces now more than ever. So this, you know, I, I think that this is, uh, North Node and Cancer is kind of like cheering. It's saying, yes, this is what I wanted you all
2: to get. Which is pretty much what I've been saying for 10 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Cancer. No, be being a feng shui expert. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, but a cancer too. <laughs> yeah,
0: focus so much on the home, and we talk about the energetics of the home and, and how chi is so important, and it's like I think people have been so severely distracted by technology and their to-do list and the busy, busy, busy and being outside of the home that I feel like a lot of the information we were saying, people were like, oh yeah, that's important, but it was kind of falling on deaf ears, and now I think people are like, wow, there's something to this. Like, I don't feel comfortable at home. I'm not, you know, this is uncomfortable and I'm, you know, a lot of people are using the words cabin fever. And I'm, I had one lady say to me the other day, I feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. I just want to leave. And it's like, but why? Why do you feel that way? Why are you so uncomfortable at home? So, I'm curious, what have you guys been doing that's, you know, you're stuck at home and you're both enlightened beings? What have you been doing at home that's been working for you to, you know, work with the energy rather than against it?
2: Yeah, great question. We're getting out, <laughs> <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. enjoying nature, honestly. I mean, yeah. in LA, so we have the, we're, you know, have. Usually nice weather, which has been really great and fortunate. Um, but, you know, there has been rainy days as well. And so, yeah, you know, it, it does take some, some creativity of, of, number one, creating a space, if you haven't already, that really fits your function, the function that you need it to function, whether it's a home office or a creative space or a yoga space or a meditation space or, or whatever the case is. So really stretching people's uh, imagination of what their space can be and what it needs to be. Um, to fill the, to fill the needs that are now everything, now everything is at home. Um, And so making do with a certain, whether it was a guest bedroom that maybe needs to be an office now or a living room that needs to also become a yoga space um, or whatever the case is. So really getting creative uh, and uh, learning to work together um, within a family unit, whether it's a couple or a family and, and really um, I think our we'll see what Rachel say about Venus and relationships, um, now and coming up. Um, but really putting a big spotlight on relationships. Um, so it's, a it's really, really, um, it really is stretching our, all of our cancerian, um, tendencies of, of appreciating home and family and mothering. Um, so yeah.
0: I think too, one of the things that I kept saying, I got into real estate at the end of last year and The one thing that was making me really uncomfortable and and I I could feel my inner fire, you know, starting to uh, be abrasive about the size that homes had gotten. And like here in Nashville, all of the new builds that are going up are average 6,000 square feet. Wow. That is too much damn house. (laughs) You know, from an environmental standpoint, I'm like, okay, two people do not need to be living in 6,000 square feet. So I think too, this is allowing people to really realize how much house they really need and probably how much space they haven't been using. They may be utilizing it now, but it's also forcing them, like you said, Tisha, to look at it and say, okay, maybe this could be an office area or maybe this could be a yoga area instead of a guest room that gets used once a year. Mm -hmm. Maybe it becomes a space that gets used all the time and then lo and behold, you don't need 6,000 square feet. You know, you could probably get by with 2,000 square feet. You just need to learn how to use it better.
2: Right. I think commercial spaces are about to have those realizations as well.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's going to be really uh, great about this is, and we talked about this in the show in December, is we were talking about how technology was really going to take front and center, and we were going to start using technology in new ways. and. We didn't know exactly what that looked like. We didn't know exactly, you know, what that really uh, was going to mean for us. And now, like, you know, I've been doing tons of stuff on Zoom and it's like, you know, everybody is utilizing Zoom. Everybody's on Facebook Live. Everybody's connecting in new ways and doing business in a new way. And so, you know, I think it's showing people that you can do a lot from your home space. And I don't think people were realizing that. So I think that's going to be really evolutionary for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to give some astrological
1: context for that, um, this uh, this this year, actually on the twenty on the twenty, just a couple couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, um, Saturn moved into the sign of Aquarius. Wherever Saturn is, that's where we're buckling down. We're getting focused. We're 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 having to make new commitments, we're getting serious. And Aquarius is the sign that relates to technology and it also relates to community. And so the, you know, I think one of the positives that's going to come out of the coronavirus is the ways in which we're able to expand our concept of community and how we interact (laughs) with one another. So we'll see technical, technological advances continue throughout the next two and a half years. Just to give a little bit of context for Saturn in Aquarius. Last time Saturn was in Aquarius, we saw the internet going into every one of our homes. And so we had email for the first time. AOL, Prodigy, you know, we had chat rooms. Um, and, oh my uh, God,
0: I remember and- <laughs> those.
1: <laughs> right? right. Yeah. So all of these things were starting right around that time. And so now we're going to see a whole new wave of that with different groups. Like I'm noticing more Facebook group activity and more people active because this is how we are able to, to, to bond with one another. This is how we're able to, to get together. Um, my, you know, my family just before this call had a, had a zoom birthday party. (laughs) So so I think that these, this is one of the real positives that's gonna come out of this time um, uh, is just the way that we're engaging. And, and also being at home uh, helps us to really value those connections that we have. And, and I think that we'll be able to weed out uh, and be more discerning about how we spend our time on the other side of this, knowing that we can go for weeks without any social outside of home social activities, then how do we make decisions on the other side of this about what social activities really add value and enhance our lives Mm. versus which ones drain us? Um, And so Saturn can help us get really focused about about what kind of social things we're doing.
0: I think that's really valuable. I think that, you know, I'm an introvert, so I'm fine at home and I've got extrovert friends that are freaking out But I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said that this is just going to really, I feel like it's a, uh, we're trimming the fat. We're trimming what no longer serves us. And we're really getting clear about the things that bring us the most joy and the things that we like to do. And lo and behold, we can do those things at home. And I think that it's going to really make us uh, you know, just before all this really happened, I was busier than I've ever been in my life. Like I was working six, seven days a week, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 hour days. I was collapsing at the end of the day because I was so exhausted. And I feel like I went from a hundred miles an hour to 10. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking at my calendar because we we just got the, um, Official notice from the the governor that you know, if you have no reason to go out stay home And so my calendar went from having like 17 things a day to it's wide open and I'm like Wow, this feels really good (laughs) You know, like I actually feel like I can breathe and I'm like I'm waking up going What do I want to do today? what a concept rather than, oh my God, okay, I've got to try to squeeze this in and do this. And if I'm here that I can try to, you know, grab this while I'm out and like just the, the frenzy. And, and, you know, here I teach this and tell other people not to do
2: it and I'm doing it. (laughs) I think you just like, I think you just told exactly the collective story. And, and, and then we, as a collective, we, you know, anytime you run yourself, you know, to the ground, you get sick, right? And like, that's what's happened to us as a collective. We have run Mm -hmm. ourselves into the ground and gotten sick. And we've all like got a note from the doctor, stay home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Get well, reboot, um, recuperate, um, reprioritize how you're running your energy. Mm -hmm. um, And and then we'll uh, have a fresh start.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think what's really great is for me personally, just the lack of guilt. Like, you know, this morning I've been really trying to stick to a routine where I'm still waking up at the same time and I'm structuring my day to an extent just so that I have a little bit of routine in place. So I'm not completely loosey-goosey and like, you know, watching Netflix all day. Mm -hmm. And like this morning I overslept by like 10 minutes and I was like, oh my God, I've overslept. And I'm like, I have no place to go. <laughs> so there was a little bit of that moment where I was like it's totally okay, you know. So it it has relinquished me uh from that sense of responsibility and it's really a great feeling. Uh Tisha and I were talking before the show about I've really been able to get into all the projects that I really want to be doing and love to be doing, but they aren't necessarily the things that bring in financial stability. So they tend to get pushed to the back burner, whether it's doing this podcast, the YouTube channel, it's all the auxiliary things that make my business and brand the business, but it's auxiliary and it doesn't bring in, you know, direct income. So it's the writing, the YouTube channel, the podcast, all the creative stuff that I really do enjoy doing. But, you know, when I'm frantic and trying to make rent, I'm like, I can't do those things. I need to go do this thing. And so I feel like that has been kind of let go as well. And so there's been uh, this enormous surrender. And I think a lot of people are are being forced to do this, but it's this idea of, oh, well i thought that by now we were going to be back to normal and i guess i'm going to have to lean into this because we're going to be doing this for another 30 days Mm -hmm. so what does the energy look like as far as the next 30 days we're now in april so what does april look like and you were talking about this north node going into gemini so does that mean we get out of our homes or what's next? <laughs> yeah, that's a great
1: <laughs> question. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, well, I think, you know,
1: April's, April's got a mix of things, uh, ast- astrologically speaking. Um, first of all, I think we're going to reach kind of a climax with the pandemic uh, around between the, 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 the 8th and the 20th, uh, but right around the 14th and 15th. And that's going to coincide with the sun squaring Jupiter and the sun squaring Pluto. And I'll explain, I'll explain, I know most of your, of your listeners are very woo. So, but for those who don't know much astrology, I'll kind of explain what that means. Um, So some of the big transits that we were talking about that, that are, that are representative of the societal changes that we're going through, the big stuff, the shakeup transits, that happened in January that we talked about on your show, then those are in cardinal signs. So cardinal signs are, uh, are signs that are, that are want to take action. They're like initiating signs. So any time the sun this year is in a cardinal sign, it's going to reflect back on that same point in January, January 12th. And for many people, January was a hard month. This is why, because that signified a big shift societally speaking. Um, so the sun is going to, to reflect back on that point on Jupiter and on Pluto on the 14th and 15th and, and kind of stir things up and stir up some of the intensity, some of the intensity and some of, of, of the big stuff that's happening for us in the world. Then after that, it, it, I kind of like to think that that's the climax. And then we'll start to sort of taper off and energetically things will open up for us at the end of April especially around the 26th and that's a day when the sun is going to meet up with uranus and this is a transit that i like to think of as like a lightning bolt transit where it's like you get that flash of inspiration where some of the creative ideas that you're talking about amanda are ones that everyone is going to have access to it's kind of like you get out of your own way so So overcoming any emotional hurdles, really kind of letting fears just pass you by. I know it's hard to do if you're not working or if you're in a situation where you're you're suddenly painfully aware of the flaws of your relationship or the lack thereof, or if you are stuck inside having to really focus um, more on yourself. There's a lot of realizations that are coming up in the beginning of the month. But by the end of the month, you can create solutions. So, and that's when I think a lot of our restrictions will start to lift. And I think we'll start to see that we're beginning to come out of this.
0: Which is a positive note. Now, you're talking about Pluto, which is typically you know, death and rebirth. And I mean, it's a, you know, a lot of people want to disregard it or have disregarded it, but Mm -hmm. it's actually, it's a pretty important planet. And Jupiter tends to be quite expansive. So when we hit that pinnacle point of the 15th, what does that really mean? You're saying that's the peak, but when you've got expansion and you've got this little guy over here that's all about renewal and death and rebirth and that sort of thing, that to me says, wow, that's some pretty big transformation occurring.
1: Yeah, there's going to be, I mean, the, it's um, a punctuation mark on the transformation that's already been going on. When, when Jupiter and Pluto come together, and this is actually, they're going to be, um, I didn't mention this, but one of the most significant transits of the year is Jupiter and Pluto coming together uh, on April 4th, so just in a, in a few days from now. And when these two planets come together, Pluto transforms anything that it comes into contact with. And for Jupiter, those are, those are things like uh, higher education, uh, faith, religion, beliefs, um, also travel. Um, these are some of law. Uh, these are some of Jupiter's themes. And whenever Jupiter comes into, a contact, into contact with or conjunction with a, a planet, it expands and magnifies the potential of that planet. So, you know, this is going to be one of, one of those transits. The last time these two planets came together in Capricorn was in 2007. And they, uh, and that was right before the mortgage crisis. Yeah. And what happened was we shown a big spotlight on the corruption in those industries
2: mm-hmm. and
1: from there, we, you know, kind of tore things down, got back to the basics, created some regulations, and started rebuilding. And so in many ways, I think that there's a lot of hope with this transit of what we are going to rebuild after we come out of this time. But, you know, financially, Pluto rules debt. So for people who have been, who are having to go into debt during this time, you know, there could be some, create, some solutions created for how to, how to move beyond that. Um, or there might actually have to be new regulations or new legislation allowing people to have more of a grace period coming, mm-hmm. you know, coming on the, on the heels of this. So I think that there's, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of, of, of hope for this, but it's probably going to be, it's going to evolve throughout this year because this yeah. trend is going to happen three two more times.
0: Right. So, so but I think it's, what's really, um, powerful about this year is the back to back to back to back, uh, retrogrades and transits and eclipses and all of the energy. I uh, I almost feel like, you know, uh, we've been kind of placed in a box and the earth is going like this to us, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. you know, and I think in a lot of ways it's, it's really good. And, and, Tisha, I want to ask you about this because you're, you know, a big environmentalist, and and I know that you've been talking about the environment for a very, very long time, um, and you know, so many beautiful things have come out of this. I've heard that LA is, you know, lowering its smog. I've heard India has lowered its smog. I've heard dolphins are in the channels of Venice. Like I've heard all of these beautiful things, and I was just watching this adorable video. Um, I can't remember what city it was. It was over in the UK, but because everybody's on lockdown, all of these animals like sheep and rams and all of these things that have been up in the hills for like a very long time, two or 300 years, they're coming down the hillside because everything is so quiet. And, you know, I think that this is, um, to me, that brings me a lot of hope for environmentalism and sustainability and, I'm hoping that people being locked up in their homes and looking out their windows going, wow, it's so much prettier outside (laughs) and maybe longing, you know, realizing because they're cooped up inside, longing for the days that they can be outside and, and almost rekindling a love affair with nature, which they've lost. So what are you experiencing as far as, you know, the things that you've been reading about and the things that you've seen? Cause I know you've been like me, you've been preaching to people about environmentalism and taking care of our earth. And, you know, kind of like feng shui, I sometimes feel like people are, it, you know, goes in one ear and out the other. What have you felt about this experience where, you know, hopefully people are waking up to the environment.
2: Yeah. You know, and just if you think about just the energy of appreciation and how, strong and potent that is, you know, anytime you put your attention on anything where your attention goes, energy flows. And so just our attention on nature and appreciation is going to make it look that much sparkly <laughs> regardless. Um, and, but yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I look at nature through the lens of Taoism, um, which is the you know, foundation of yin and yang and the five element cycle and, and can see that we were completely out of balance with the yang energy um, and our planet and so we just got you know, whacked down and now all forced into experiencing yin and um which is the more feminine energy and slowing down appreciation creativity um not the hustle and bustle uh, that we have been under under siege of um so we're we're finding we're getting back into the flow of um which is dao which is the dao flow mm-hmm. oh, wow. um, and uh it's like you know you, mother nature or mother earth is not gonna is gonna find a way to come back into balance and she certainly has (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah like i said she's put us in that box and she's shaking us up like look what you've done (laughs) but i think it's glorious like i go out i've got all these amazing trails by my house and you know i would go on walks and people would be like this on their phones and they weren't really appreciating nature and i feel like now when I'm going out and I'm walking, I feel like people are looking and appreciating the trees and they're looking at the ground and the blooms and like, you know, they've always been trying to capture it on their phone and they're, they're not really present. They're enjoying the moment through the lens of a phone as opposed to really being present and enjoying it. And I think that because they've been stuck inside, they're realizing the longing of, you know, the beauty of nature and, and how it makes us feel yeah so that to me is a rebirth like a death and a rebirth like wow our old ways really weren't serving us look at this amazing you know tree and trails and all of these beautiful things that you know we've been taking for granted
2: Mm -hmm. and also just like strangers like if you pass on like because we haven't really I mean I guess I mean as far as actual people in flesh like Rachel's probably the one of the few people that have. So you see, like a stranger. It's like, oh my God, hey, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) another person, right, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Tennessee still hasn't gotten that message. Like, I went out the other day to go pick up a prescription, and pretty much the roadways and like everywhere looks like normal like there was a line of like 17 people at Starbucks and like there's still traffic and like it, it, they're not getting the message of, you know, stay home, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I think is why the governor finally stepped in and said, all right, if you do a non-essential business, stay home because people were not listening. So, and that's been part of the problem, but I know that we are Uh, heading into, we've got a lot of things going on in April, so we're going to still continue to be uncomfortable and we're still probably going to experience some things that we don't like, but then we go into May, which is yet another retrograde Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: what I, you know, I resonate pretty closely with Venus. I'm a, I've got a lot of strong Venus in my own chart. I love beautiful things. I love luxury. Um, and every time I go through a Venus retrograde, I feel like it shakes up my lifestyle. Mm So, and I also know that it's closely related to relationships. So I think in a lot of ways it can be a beautiful thing because it can, again, eliminate things that no longer serve us. But what is this retrograde about like what can we what are some themes that we can expect
1: yeah great question well so the retrograde it's going to be from may 12th to june 24th and that's the time the timing that we're that we're looking at um this retrograde you know venus is not just relationships and love it's it's also money and finances and so i think that that during the Venus retrograde, one of the things that will be up is sort of the question of you know how are we bouncing back financially um for and especially for people who've had to take time off work or who haven't who had to you know had financial struggles as a result of of the social isolation and and closing businesses and things like that. I think it could be a time of of really scaling back, so it's kind of a time. When we're going to be more conservative in terms of our spending, um, and also in terms of of, of our of, of our social time and social activities, more uh, conscious about what we're doing and who we're doing it with. Uh, in relationships, you know, this is going to be kind of like one of those challenging challenging parts of the year in terms of relationships, and especially for people who have been stuck at home in marriages where there's, there are unhealthy dynamics or you have the painful realization of, like, this isn't working anymore. Um, or relationships where there's been, like, an affair or there's been extramarital activity and having to, to look at that dynamic and make some decisions about how you wanna proceed. You're not gonna be able to ignore problems that you might have been able to ignore before. So this, you know, we could see some breakups. We could see some makeups. We could see some new beginnings in relationships when those single people are like, I'm ready for love, Um, you know? After being alone, like that urge to, to connect is gonna be so strong. So we'll see a lot of relationship back and forth, a lot of relationship changes at that time. So financially, definitely,
0: it's gonna be a big theme.
1: And also, uh, relationship status updates is going to be another big thing.
0: <laughs> so, Tisha, let me ask you: uh, What are some of your favorite things that we can do at home? Uh, just knowing, like Rachel was saying, you know, if you've got a partner and he's he or she is driving you up the wall, your kids are driving you up the <laughs> wall. You know, you've got cabin fever; you just want to get outside. Um, but then you've got this energy that comes in that you know, like Rachel said, is is really Exposing the truths about you know we can no longer deny the, de- the denial is getting exposed. what are some things that we can do at home to bring in some of those comforts and um, you know make those times a little bit less challenging and-, and make life a little bit more comfortable while we ride this out?
2: <laughs> um, wear a big mirror <laughs> and that way they're always reflected <laughs> when they look at you um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think we're learning that now, you know, I think with being at home so much and having to create create um boundaries within our home. Um and and also loosening boundaries within the home, you know, really finding where where we end and the other begins. And you know, within our home, what that is is walls. You know, walls are boundaries. Um and there's I think people are gonna, I think um there may be a a pullback on the open floor plan after this is over. (laughs) It may not be all it's been cracked up to be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Floor plans, they trend with, they, they, they evolve with the, the times they're like, they're like just our minds and and the collective. And so I think people are finding a new reason to have walls that they didn't before. Um, And then also, you know, having to, open doors as well and now with the kids at home and having to kind of um every day is a kid comes to work with you day um and having that experience as well and so i think boundaries is is really up for folks and i think that's in real time and really um making it figuring what what can work for um each situation i would add
0: to that too you know you teach a lot about clutter and how important our psyche is in conjunction to clutter. And I think that this is also gonna help in a lot of ways, just like we saw in 2008, how we have too much shit. And, you know, the more shit we have, the more weighed down we feel, the more chaotic and anxious we feel. So I think we're going to see a a purging period as well where, you know, people are stuck at home. I've been telling people, you know, uh, clean out your pantries and get them organized, clean out your garage, get it organized. Like this is a great time to get your life in order so that you feel like you're in control. And you teach a lot about that. What, What are some of your thoughts about, you know, just getting cluttering, and, you know, in order so that you feel like you're in order.
2: Right. I mean, I've been, I've been one of the main messages I've been kind of preaching for like the last five years is that your home is the only space on the planet that you have any control over. And is that ever more true than right now? Right. I mean, not only the only space you have control over, but the only space you can even be in. (laughs) So um, really, I think people are really connecting the dots between the mind, body and home and how, how the home, how, how, how you feel is going to be determined by how your home feels, um, and, and understanding how that connection is so interrelated. Um, so I think I think the um, not only appreciation, but um, maybe you know our our relationship with our home is very similar to our relationship with with in relationships with other. What is your relationship with your home? Is it harmonious? Is it challenging? Um, and uh, I think people are having to look at that um, in a new way. Um, than they've ever had to before. Um, but as far as, um, you know, yeah, absolutely great time for decluttering because, you know, most people are, um, most people have a lack of square footage as opposed to too much. I and mean, then too much is definitely an issue for sure. Um, but having too little um, is probably coming up for folks now since having to do a lot more functions at home. And so one of the best ways to create more square footage is to get rid of stuff. Um, and so decluttering definitely is, uh, in, in, order now. Um, and you have time most likely at least you have uh, probably more time now that you, most people don't commute now. Um, so there's probably an hour, at least another extra hour. Um, I think people, a lot of people are seeing that the excuses they've used in the past are really just excuses and it's not really about time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and, uh, so the other things, you know, I, if you if I think listeners might be interested in um, hitting on ways we can improve our health in our home, like because I know obviously we're, the virus is still um, up and you know, still obviously very contagious, and so um, how we can boost our health in our home, um, and understanding the connection there as well.
0: Well, and I think that's one of the great things about your book mind Body Home is you know i I think that people fail to realize the reflection that you're talking about how uh you know I'm really surprised sometimes when I go into homes and how people treat them, you know as if it's just this box that they sleep in at night and it stores some food for them and you know they pay a couple of bills, but other than that, it's nothing more and it's like um how indicative the home is in relation to your own chi and your own body and how literally everything from an energetic standpoint means something. Your plumbing means something. Your electrical means something. Your HVAC means something. And I think that that's what's really great about your book is it really Uh, pinpoints you know if you're having issues here it means this if you're having an issue over here it means this and so I think that that just like the what we were talking about with nature I think that we can also rekindle that love affair with home and the idea of what home is to people because I think they have lost that connection because they've been too busy in thinking you know everything I need is external And I think that it's just that we've been so frenetic and we haven't wanted to work on ourselves and work on our own energy. Um, you know, whatever the stuff is that we've been shoving down, it's like, now all of a sudden it's like, Oh God, I got to deal with that now. (laughs) But it shows up in our systems, you know, in the systems of your home. And it, you know, I had a girlfriend, uh, last year, her oven broke her HVAC broke the tree in the front, uh, yard fell, and then the plumbing uh, completely flooded her house. And she's like, I hate this house. And I'm like, stop saying that. <laughs> the house right. is literally speaking to you, and you're not listening. And she's like, you are so weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, what, whatever you're saying about your home, you're actually saying about yourself.
0: Right. So, is, you know, a lot of people don't think like that. And they don't realize that these systems are a direct reflection of what's showing up for them. So I'm curious, Rachel. I know during Mercury retrogrades, we can often see things break. What are some of the themes of Venus? Do we have to worry about anything breaking, yeah. other than <laughs> You're
1: relationships? Heart- Your heartbreaking.
0: <laughs> You're yeah.
1: um, you know, during Venus retrograde, uh, you know, you, It's not because Mercury is more communication, communication devices, some of our technology. With Venus, it tends to be more, uh, more personal, it's a more heart-centered. So, so self-worth issues, um, you know, abandonment wounds, like those kinds of things show up for us in Venus retrograde. I will say though, one of the things that can happen is as you're going through Venus retrograde, you get inspired to make changes to your appearance <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Just wait, wait. Because what can ha- what happens is you're going through a personal renaissance. How, who do who do I want to be in the world? You you're you're asking the world to pay more attention to you as a part of developing self worth and in in increasing your own sense of your beauty and your presence in the world. And. Often, if there is a relationship breakup, then the first thing you wanna go out and do is go out and get a haircut and you know new clothes. If, after you're done eating the ice cream, you go out and you get a new wardrobe and you're like, I'm gonna change who I am, who I present myself to be in the world. And you, you crave like establishing a new identity. Um, but I would say that you're not always, you're, you're inclined to make bolder choices during Venus retrograde. Uh, in terms of your style, in terms of your hair, in terms of your clothes, in terms of how you present. But after the retrograde period, when things come back into balance, you might look back and have some regrets. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's not a great time to get cosmetic surgery or to get a tattoo or anything that radically changes your appearance. Wait, yep. wait, for the, wait, wait until the end of the summer. give the dates again for that. Yes, okay, so it's, it's uh, May, tw- May 12th to June 24th.
2: And it's gonna be retroing in Gemini? Or... Yes, yeah, okay. Gemini, yeah, yeah, Okay,
0: exactly. So isn't Gemini also a little bit of communication and... and... It
1: is, it, it's, um, but it's, it's less about like, with Mercury retrograde, there tend to be communication issues if you're holding something back or if you're not communicating clearly with Venus, with Venus retrograde in Gemini, it's going to be less about communication itself and more about like, are you speaking from the heart or are you being authentic in communication? So it's more, Venus is more heart-centered, Mercury is more head-centered.
2: Good time to read the uh, five love languages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> review, yeah. yeah. Review. Well, it sounds like
0: we're, we're going to go through a great um, renewal period because we've got this, Transit occurring with Jupiter and Pluto, which is you know gonna—it sounds like on Earth maybe a big transformation or some kind of something is going to be, uh, you know, exposed to us. So we're gonna get rid of something, but something new is gonna come in, and it gives us a great opportunity for our career. But, you know, being able to go into this time frame where it gives us a, a an opportunity to get rid of what is really not serving us from our heart and what's not really giving us great joy or pleasure, it's like, we can come up with the, the big bang theory, so to speak, in April, and come up with the big idea that's gonna be really great, and then really go into May with, okay, I need to get rid of all the shit that's not serving me so that I can do this thing that's gonna really make my heart sing.
1: Yeah,
0: I think so, that's yeah. so beautifully put, Amanda. I think that's, I, I can see that, that being the
1: storyline that leads us into the summer
2: because yeah i mean venus is all about our values what we value mm-hmm. and i think this time of, of being home is really i guess it's time to really think about what we value or, or re, re-prioritize re what what we value i know it has for me and I, I you know it's like i realize how much of going out into the world i mean i work i i can i work from home um but it's easy to not want to work from home <laughs> and so like you know, or even uh, going out for dinner, like how much distractions that we create from going out. And there's obviously wonderful things about going out, but it can be used to the point of distraction. And so I think us all coming back within our four walls and roof is really, we're really seeing what we do value and really reprioritizing things. So as you said, I think when we are, when the gates open back up, we're going to really have a different value system of what's important to us.
0: I agree, I think it's gonna be a really great uh, period for us to, um, we're kind of going through the grief period right now and and we're mourning, you know, the fact that, you know, like the other day, it was an event to go to the grocery store, like it was an event, (laughs) you know, like it's no longer the days where you just hop in your car, run to the store, grab milk and come home, like it was an event. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of a grieving period there where it's like, oh God, you know, this is so much efforting and, you know, you kind of have to lean into that. But I think the glorious part of this is it's really going to force us to get our priorities straight. We are going to let go of all the stuff that doesn't serve us. And I think a lot of us, you know, I see it in my own practice with my feng shui clients is that a lot of people are not working and operating from a place of joy. They're working from a place of expectation. They want to, you know, be what is expected of them and they want to do and and perform in a way, but it's not really coming from where they want to do. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for people to, you know, kind of shed through their chrysalis and emerge as the butterfly. (laughs) Right. Yes.
1: And, you know, Venus is the planet of pleasure. And when Venus... Even better. Yeah, exactly. When Venus is retrograde, we can feel like we're not having any fun. But if you are doing things intentionally to bring pleasure into your life, pleasure is a spiritual ideal. We are wired toward the good, toward what, what brings us, makes us feel alive, toward, toward pleasure, and that actually supports our spiritual growth and, and spiritual development. Um, and I think we have a lot of like these old messages about how hard work and struggle are really the spiritual ideals, but they're not, like Venus is actually a spiritual ideal. Um, so I think the more we can go into this period with that mindset and finding pleasure not from the things that we're buying or the successes that we're, that we're achieving, but from the beauty in the earth, from the gentleness of this time that we have in our own spaces, from the, 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 the surprises in our, in, in our relationships and our connections if we can find pleasure from those things then the, we are we readjust our priorities. Then some of the financial shifts that are happening within the world, within the economy
0: won't feel so bad. Well, I think it's a great point because we have been led to believe and really conditioned that uh, our world is, is so left brain analytical. We can push through, we can power through, we have to strive. Um, and it's, at the end of the day, it's all about achievement. You know, you're nothing if you don't achieve. And I feel like, like Tisha, what you were talking about, we've been far too Yang for far too long and we've been completely out of balance. And I feel like, you know, we do need to have this spiritual awakening of sorts so that we do have a balance between the masculine and the feminine. And it's been far too masculine for far too long. And to have this sort of push to see pleasure and things that are free and that aren't, you know, consuming and harming our planet. I, I think that as uncomfortable and scary as it can be, I know a lot of people are severely uncomfortable right now, but I think that when we emerge from this, we're going to look back and go, oh my God, how do we ever live that way? Mm-hmm. So, and we talked about that last uh, fall when we were talking about, you know, this December, we're going to look back at January and go, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I think we're going to look back at this year and previous years, and we're going to realize that you know we, we've been living, we've been doing this wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is going to be a great thing. Well, I uh, want to thank you both for coming on the show today, and I think that um, I'm hoping that a lot of people glean hope from this. And um, thank you for you know I, I said at the top of the show I wanted to shoot the shit with you and talk about where we are, you know, <laughs> after where we w- were in uh, December. Um, but you know, if people want to connect with you, if they want to find you, I know Tisha, we were talking about your book, mind, body home, where can people find you? And what do y'all got going on? I love the new cover, by the way,
2: release of my book, mind, body home, just in time, um, for folks who want to get in, get in touch with their inner home. (laughs) Um, it just came out like today, uh, Amazon, um, is where the best place to buy it. Um, tishamorris.com is where all my stuff is. I'm just starting a new, um, a new business called the publishing portal. And in fact, this book was published through the publishing portal, um, which is my publishing, um, self-publishing arm. Uh, so for all those writers, creatives that are now like really uh, motivated to write their book and get their message out and you want to self-publish, um, the publishing portal.com, um, is where to go for that. And I'm starting writing groups and virtual writing retreats. Um, so uh, just in time for the North Node Gemini and all of the writing juju that we're going to be having.
0: Yeah. And Rachel.
1: Well, um, I am my. You can find me at rachellangastrologer.com, and there you can read articles that I have written, um, including one about the coronavirus um, and the astrology of it. Uh, and I regularly teach classes. I've got a class coming up in May. uh, That's an advanced astrology class uh, for anyone who wants to learn about transits. And I've got a webinar on May 1st, I'm pretty excited about, about the North and South Nodes, so that you can learn these very important destiny points in your own chart, and also learn about the transiting node and what it's going to mean for us, transiting North Node moving into Gemini. Uh, and it's a free webinar, um, so you can go to my website, sign up. And, uh, and then I also host monthly meditation groups live in person in L.A. and also through Zoom. Uh, and we do rituals, intention-setting rituals. We talk about the astrology of the new lunar cycle. And uh, it's a great group of people we all talk about. We all really contribute our own intentions so that we support one another in the
0: manifestation of them. And what was your website? RachelLangAstrologer.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well, but I wasn't sure if you mentioned that. Maybe you did. I don't know. I'm <laughs> <fired>. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for coming back on. I appreciate Thanks so much. it.
1: Thanks Amanda. Thanks, Amanda.
0: I hope that each and every one of you listened to the show today and really gleaned some important information about what this paradigm looks like moving forward. And i just wanted to share one of the quotes that i actually have on my own website i think that as i have built my own design and feng shui practice one of the things that i've always talked about is creating a holistic intentional home and for 20 years i've been pushing you know this lifestyle of creating a sanctuary and i don't think people really understood that really had an appreciation for it and i think Now maybe people do. So this is from my website. My goal is to help you create a holistic home that supports your journey by creating a design that's also energy aligned. Your home not only functions as a sanctuary, but it's a place to create intimate relationships, build memories, foster personal growth, and be your truest authentic self. Good design enhances your lifestyle but intentional design that's energy aligned, enhances your quality of life. And I think that many of you who are stuck at home, feeling cabin fever, wanting to, you know, crawl the walls, as some have said, you know, why? Why are you uncomfortable at home? Lean into it, journal about it, get outside, take a meditative walk and think about it. I think that this time can really give us a lot of creativity, aha's, and most importantly, allow the silence to come in. Be comfortable with the fact that there isn't a lot to do. I think a lot of people are continuing to push and, you know, feel like they need to be doing something, and I'm seeing it online. I'm seeing, you know, a lot of shaming and expectations of, "Oh, well, if you're at home and you're not doing anything, you should come out of this with a, you know, a new skill set." that is not true the whole point of this time is for you to rest rejuvenate and reflect so that's what i'm hoping that each and every one of you are doing now i did put together a fantastic clutter class (laughs) so if you would like to learn something be sure to head on over to my website uh, interiorvibes.com the button is at the top of the page more importantly you know the class really focuses on why we accumulate in the first place. And guess what? It's about cultivating your Chi, which is what this time period is all about. It's about getting comfortable with ourself and being self-ish. It's about really finding our truest authentic self and really getting you know rid of that fat, trimming away the fat that no longer serves us. And this time period is really about allowing us to take a step back and asking ourselves, Do I really need to be that busy? Do I really need to do that much stuff? Do I really need to say yes to so many things? Do I need to be going at 100 miles an hour, five to six days a week? So what can you do right now to enhance your quality of life? That should be the greatest task of each day. Not about how much more you can squeeze in. Not about how much more work you can do. How much more money you can make or worrying about the money that you're not making. What can you do right now to enhance your quality of life? All right, everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed the show today. Please go on over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us a review, it helps people find us. So we definitely want this information getting out to those who need it. It's a great time for that. People need uh, positivity in their lives, especially (laughs) if they're crawling the walls. And don't forget, you can head on over to my website, interiorvibes.com to learn more about me. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. I've got tons and tons of fantastic videos that will help you get your feng shui right. And now's a great time to be doing that, right? All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.